0: Did you guys do our San Diego game
1: last year? Joe, I can't remember where I worked last week. We're going to go for it here on fourth and one. A lot of words, a lot of three. words.
0: No snap, no play, nothing. Ready? We're Hard count for both sides.
2: Welcome to the Hard Count NFL podcast. Week three is in the books. Week four is in the looks. I am welcomed by Melanie Danyashki, as always.
3: Yo, yo, yo.
2: And welcoming <laughs> back... A man now with a travel stubble yeah. and the look of complete and utter travel
1: satisfaction in his eyes, Patrick Stack. Yeah, smug. The smug writing <laughs> is through the roof. Did Mel just say yo, yo, yo to open <laughs> things up? I'll leave you with her for one week and she's gone from lovable, adorable <laughs> hipster to like over-the-top sort of hype woman. I'm sorry. But what happens
2: in uh, Marrickville? It stays I, in Marrickville. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Now, from Marrickville to the US of A, a huge week in the NFL – Mm. Some bizarre results. As always. As always, drama plenty. So without further ado, let us get to the big storylines from week three.
3: Alright, and we're going to kick it off with the Vikings. The defense just dominated, smashing Kim and Carolina. Laurie, what happened? Eight sacks. That's what happened. Mm. Eight sacks That's of Cam Newton. A bad day at the office. It's a bad
2: day office for the offensive line. It's a bad day at the office for Cam Newton, who has just got pummeled so far this season. Yeah. He's
3: got
1: a lot of contact in the pocket. So, do we put that down to the Vikings' defense, or whether do you feel like the um, the Carolina Panthers' offensive line were basically impersonating Matadors? Or yeah. You know?
2: I think it's both. The Vikings are so talented across every level of the defence. We could read you out the lines, but we've only got about 30, 35 minutes in here. <laughs> but from from guys like Anthony Barn, Limville Joseph up front, to guys like Harrison Smith at the back, you've got. Eric Kendrick's in the middle. It's, it's star-studded, and, and they can clamp you down at every level. Kelvin Benjamin, after a huge week last week, the star, bull receiver, mm-hmm. donuts, nothing, offering zero, bagel.
3: But do you know what I think I put this down to? Um, they'll probably just want to wipe off this week and forget about it real quick. 22-10 to 10 going down to Minnesota, um, who are a good team, yeah, but I think what happened is the off-the-field stuff might have really gotten in their head a bit. Obviously, the riots in Charlotte with um, another death of a... Uh, of an African-American man, Keith Scott. Um, they had protests outside the stadium. It was all going off yes. all through the week. That's what they've been talking about. And I think maybe their minds were not fully in the game. Well, if you look
1: at it, a pure football sense, they conceded 26-27 as San Fran the week before, who aren't exactly yeah, stacked offensively. So, yeah. mm. um, we we just looking at Super Bowl hangover?
3: I think this team... Too early to tell, maybe?
1: Yeah, but this team is looking at a little
2: bit of changeover in the roster. Uh, We know that on the defensive side of the ball. And you know what? A long playoff run, a long, arduous playoff run can take it out of you and can take some time to get back into rhythm. But offensively, they just couldn't match up to what what the Vikings were bringing on defense. And that laid the platform for not the most exciting Minnesota offense, but it laid the platform for them to do enough. They really switched it on at halftime. Uh, Carl Rudolph looks a reborn. Oh yeah, reborn Rudolph uh, with Sam Bradford at the helm. Love throwing to him. Yeah, all things going forward look pretty smiling for Minnesota. You know, after what we thought was just the most calamitous possible way to enter the season. Mm,
3: And uh, onto the next game, that was a big talking point. The Seahawks they just uh, shook off whatever. I don't know. Bad hangover they had and uh, smashed the old uh, 49ers. I thought the 49ers might 18. be a bit
1: smoky in this
2: game. <laughs> Turns out that,
3: no. <laughs> well, yeah. well, Jason Marsh, who no. stood
2: in for you last week, his bold prediction for this week was that the 49ers <laughs> were going <laughs> to shut out <laughs> <laughs> Seattle. So, shut yeah, out, was that I wouldn't way, have gone that far. Yeah. That yeah. went yeah. the way no. of the Titanic. You know, you're saying they shook off the hangover of defeat to LA last week, but they've got another hangover coming from this week because Russell Wilson's oh. got a sprained MCL. Yep, it's got an ouchie. We know his magical, you know, smart water, I'm sure will cure his injury. He's within smart. one week he's expected to play according to coach Pete Carroll but again this is, this is a team literally limping from week to week mm. is this going to be perhaps a season to forget for Seattle who are always
1: considered a Super Bowl favourite or up there
3: but uh, they're don't still 2-1, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, very we, early. We
1: talked about the poor offensive line at the Panthers, and it seems as though that's still a bit of an issue, mm-hmm. isn't it? When it, you're still getting a, a that bit. many points put on you by a team like San Francisco.
3: That's true, but I will have to mention Kristen Michael. He was um, oh. a highlight, 106 yards, two touchdowns. It's, it would be naive to ride off the Seahawks just yet, I think. They still have the calibre of players, uh, definitely capable of going deep and, um, and making a great playoffs run.
1: So, What's their next month like?
2: They get the Jets next week, which is a really interesting matchup. Uh, we'll touch on the Jets shortly, but they couldn't have come off two more polar opposite weeks from week two to week three, and now they get the Seahawks defense in week four. Yeah, really interesting little stretch coming here. I will say this: Christian uh, Michael, the Awakening, as mm. they're calling it on the, or the kids are calling it on the Twitters. He's going to be a big factor, but if Travon Boykin has to step in at start at quarterback. Very iffy with some of his footwork in the pocket. I don't think this is a Carson Wentz, Dak Prescott kind of situation.
3: Mm, I, I quite like the uh, the random stat. Think of all the rookie QBs that we've had this season, right? You've got Brissett, you've got Dak, you've got Wentz. Uh, Carson uh, Wentz. Wentz. And uh, Travon Boykin in his little cameo 65 yards 1 TD. One interception, the first of any rookie QB this season. I find that bizarre, right, with the, all the guys that are in there. The
2: stats are amazing. Not rook, just rookie QBs, but first-time starters at the mm. quarterback position this year, including guys like Trevor Simeon and such.
1: We're looking at a record of like 12-2 and two or 11-2 and two or something. It's ridiculous. Is, is, yeah. you guys, is it just me? we're enjoying this sort of uh, lack of knowledge about these first-time QBs as well? The fact that we've got real, no real idea what they're going to put up. <laughs> no, it's I li- hugely I like the, refreshing. The lack of familiarity. It's kind mm. of nice. Um,
2: what wasn't nice no. was what Ryan Fitzpatrick oh, put up. Yeah. What was he Going
3: doing? full
2: de loam and more <laughs> with six <laughs> interceptions. Never go full de loam. Never go full DeLoem. <laughs> nah. Six interceptions against the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Stacks My Kansas boys. City Chiefs. That's how we like it. If <laughs> Alex
1: Smith doesn't have to throw, if someone else is throwing the touchdowns <laughs> for you, that works out quite well. Because Alex Smith certainly can't do that.
2: So Fitzpatrick, coming off arguably the best game of his career in Week Two, gives us this absolute toilet of a performance in week three. What, what's uh, the
3: temperature in New York? <laughs> well, it's not obviously suitable for Ryan Fitzpatrick or whatever mm-hmm. he needs to operate um, because three picked in the end zone, that's just a killer. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. any offensive drive. You've got it rolling. You've got to roll and feeling good. I mean, maybe we've got to get it. T- no, no touchdown. He's uh, a lot better than that. Mm-hmm. What I would say, uh, Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker combined for four catches for 58 yards but the Chiefs. Can you just rattle out that that stat you might have a little fun with this one here, Patty. The Chiefs, they combined
1: for 6 catches for 55 yards and a TD off the arm of Ryan oh Fitzpatrick, my so my boy. Gosh.
2: Anytime the defense is outproducing your receivers oh off boy. your quarterback's arm, not a recipe for success.
3: Like, how does he bounce back from that? But this has been the M.O. on Ryan
1: Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't this, this is how he rolls? He yeah, just You're lucky to get one year.
2: Like clockwork, the tide turns uh, with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, just when you think you've struck gold, uh, he provides absolute, absolute bagels for you. And it seems then...
1: like there's some options out there right now as well. If you're the Jets, is there things out there that you can basically go after? You're Jimmy Garoppolo's of the world. Sure, you've got to maybe give a little bit to get him.
2: In terms of next year, perhaps uh, you 're going to have a hard time dealing with uh, the new England patriots they 've still got him under contract for a little <laughs> time, so you know they 're going to hold you over the barrel for that. but mm-hmm. in terms of what 's next for him, as we said, the Seahawks are next for him couldn 't think of many friendlier defenses mm. to run up against yeah, good the luck Seattle with that, Seahawks. Ray, Ray. now, from friendly faces to sad faces, and the Eli face oh, return. I love this story wow oh, so the oh, Washington. Football professional outfit from mm. DC Managed to get away with 29-27 NFC East divisional win Eli Manning That's throwing a late interception fight. To really put the nail in the coffin For his own <laughs> giants But the big story out of this oh, yeah. oh, Was yeah. not
3: Hilarious. Odell
2: Beckham Versus Josh Norman It was in fact Odell Beckham versus the nefarious
3: kicking net The biggest fight since Drago and Rocky suck fatality
2: <laughs> of course the internet treating this with absolute kid gloves Good. and kindness odell beckham having a real dummy spit on the sideline ben mcadoo even coming in and questioning whether he is too much of a distraction not only for himself but for his teammates one of the great receivers in the game today is he causing too much drama
1: I'm- you know i like drama though <laughs> <laughs> um but uh, he's not having a great time is he what a week earlier he dropped that like, cold, stone-cold catch that probably could have
2: won him the game? Yeah, what's bizarre here is that, you're right, he, he came off a you know, perhaps underwhelming performance against the New Orleans Saints. They still managed to get away with a win there. But then he actually took Josh Norman to task. Mm-hmm. He had 88 yards receiving when Norman was marked up, over 100 yards total for the game, mm. and, and the Giants were very much well in it. But reacting to turnovers and stalling play from the New York Giants' Just offense... had a tanti. A real big tanty, yeah. a big dummy spit. And this
3: has been... Tears, even. He was crying.
2: At times, this has been the undercurrent for Odell. Sometimes it's
1: come up to the surface. Oh, a lot of wave analogy going on. Mm. <laughs> um. I want to throw something out there. How much responsibility does Lena Dunham have to take for this particular fall? That You'd be a massive girls fan. You'd oh, be a, a real team Lena Dunham sort of supporter. We you know, talk, she went after him at the, the Met Gala. right? Because he the... wouldn't talk to her, apparently. Do we, are, are we really thinking
3: phone? that it's that? I honestly don't think he gives two <laughs> somethings about that. Um. I reckon
1: she's cursed him. I the, Lena the Lena curse. Dunham curse. It, she's is, him. it is a thing now. Okay, okay. we're going right. to keep Wait, an eye for that. Like three H- weeks
3: ago, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, well, you know, it's
3: just been slow. <laughs> just took a while to. Yeah. Kind of like the series burn, of girls, really. Right.
1: Slow burn. <laughs>
2: really need to get into it. Season five was a real return to form. Yep, I thought yep, yep. we've seen receivers cop the uh, the diva nickname quite often. But there's no fantastic teammate stuff about this from Odell. It's a big big tantrum.
3: I I don't know. That's it. it. Maybe he's still a great teammate. I would say he's a good teammate. But I wouldn't say that his behavior is perhaps suitable for the professional that you'd expect him to be in that outfit. I think there's two different things. Um, Obviously, some people think they go hand in hand. Yes, he needs to brush up on how how he behaves on the sidelines. But I don't think that makes him a bad teammate.
2: No, no. Not a bad teammate in general. But in this instance, in mm. that moment, when your oh, yeah. team is. you. Pull your head in, you.
3: Odell. Yeah. Pull your head in.
2: So, not happy with his professionalism. Are you happy with the professionalism of one Broncos general manager, John Elway? I love Exceptional. this. Exceptional. Okay. Ultimate mic drop. So, let's paint the picture. The Denver Broncos, mm. a year and a half ago, pick up a lowly ranked, uh, coming off an injury quarterback by the name of Trevor Simeon out of Northwestern. Trevor who? Trevor who? Mm. Exactly. Yeah,
1: sounds like some sort of, you know... Phone... Salesman. Salesman. Yeah, mm. correct. I got yeah. you.
2: So Trevor <laughs> Simeon joins and John Elway goes to the sphere to express his excitement at the promise of a quarterback uh, that he thinks has real potential for the future and they're looking to really work on his tools going forward. Mm-hmm. What okay. would John
1: Elway know about quarterbacks? Yeah. What on yeah. earth
2: would he know? Fast forward a year and a half, Trevor Simeon coming off a four-touchdown performance to get rid of AFC contenders, Cincinnati Bengals. Mm. John Elway goes to Twitter and he finds a is comment. Goes Goes to Twitter. Goes to Twitter. Walks he visits down the store,
1: goes down George Street. finds up, Twitter.
2: Open at 9am daily. Uh, finds a comment on that tweet he fired off 18 months ago. Que-
3: 511 days?
2: 511 days old that had questioned... Oh my God. That had questioned his pickup of Tremorsimian with other roster needs and doesn't say anything but a simple at response. That is it. I've seen you
1: 18 months down the track. How do you like me now?
3: It's the John Elway silent treatment. It's the. Is it
1: that level of competitiveness mm, that makes him so great? Yes. He's just. It's the raised you know, Waited for his moment. Just, oh, it
3: was brilliant! It, I, I want to see more GMS do that. Don't you?
1: I love Jerry Jones
2: staying off social media as much as possible, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but for other can't, GMS around the can't league, imagine why. You know, Thomas Dimitrov last time he did that over Atlanta, he was cycling through the forest. With um with Lance Armstrong, so perhaps not so much for Tommy.
1: Oh, we're all in fierce agreement here, which is always very good podcast material.
2: Look, I, I get the feeling that Stacky is irking to uh, to hot take uh, his way back into the pod no, booth. No. So a new segment.
3: Oh, I love this. Ooh,
2: yeah. For real or for fraud?
3: Ah, oh, it's brilliant.
2: For fraud. It's oh, so like good. Fraud. Okay. Yeah, yep. yeah. For
3: real or for, for fraud? fraud?
2: Not gotcha. Not French. Me? Yep. It's a. It's How a, you a, like me now? So. Sort of. Some of the bigger talking points, you know, we've run through, but then there's some contentious stuff that everyone seems to have a take on. Mm. So we're going to go through whether these stories have some real meat to them, some real chutzpah to them, as they say in my neck of the woods, or whether they're a little shallow, whether this is just fluff mm. on the outside, and these are going to be found out. So some undefeated teams we've seen, the Vikings, mm. Denver, the Patriots, the Ravens somehow, but the Eagles, the Carson Wentz Eagles. Philly. Is Carson Wentz and are the Philadelphia Eagles with him at the helm, are they contenders for real?
1: Absolutely, I'm team Wentz Get around these boys Rocky Balboa, the Roots crew Philly cheesesteaks, I like stuff coming out of Philly And Carson Wentz is now the headline on that list Maybe slightly behind the Roots crew Because let's face it, Black Thought and Quest love Are about as good as it gets But Carson Wentz, yep, I'm all in on Wentz
3: I would love to see Carson Wentz at a Roots gig
1: Mm. Who wouldn't?
3: I just don't see it though, from the North Dakota man Some
2: surprising coordination from the North Dakota man You have seen him dancing I saw a little touchdown uh, celebration, little coordination with Jordan Matthews.
3: This is the handshake.
2: Went up for the big big chest bump Hi-yo. flying in the oh, air. Yeah. No, pause on the ground, little head nod, little handshake. Very gentlemanly, but very well-coordinated, crisp, well-executed, much like the offense mm. has been. Look, these Philadelphia Eagles, the NFC East is a mystery, ah. madness, overhyped division, but some really strong play on both sides of the line of scrimmage, which I love to see dominating on the offensive line. That defensive line is a wrecking crew. I think at the moment, looking three weeks in, you can't ignore this. We'll see some tougher opponents for them. But so far across the room, it looks like Carson Wentz for real.
3: Mm. For real? For real?
1: No, you're for real. You're going to be No, alive. I'm for real. You're for real? Oh, i right. for real. So they're he's, contenders.
3: He's proven that he can do it with the best of the best. He um, came in with some question marks from the draft. But he's he's delivered. And, and he's shown that he actually looks out there like he's a veteran. It mm-hmm. looks like he's got a couple of years mm. under the belt. But he's he isn't. You've got to remember he's a rookie. And he's... He's worked in a rapport with his receivers that, to be honest, let's be honest, they're not that flash.
2: A couple of throws where uh, you see the game really speed up and you mm-hmm. see the rush close in. And that's when we've actually seen him cope really well, uh, move out of the pocket well, show nice touch on the move. So all aboard the Wentz train from Plenty in mm-hmm. the hard count pod booth. Oh, yeah. Are we on the train of Cam Newton? Fashion icon or simply trolling us as a Monopoly man.
3: Yeah, well, if you didn't see this after the post-game presser, uh, he was uh, donning another fancy-schmancy outfit. Of course, last week he was wearing the Monopoly hat. (sighs) This week. The monocle? the, The best thing I saw is like, he will beat your team. And build your monorail, but uh, <laughs> but this week he took it to an all new level. He had the the top, the top hat with like a little shiny thing coming out of it, and the Harry Potter glasses, and
2: the, the shirt. Was the just... shirt
3: just it was very fashion forward. Um, like he's, he's, he's trolling us, surely, right? He's Trolling us, yeah.
2: I'm all for it, though. I'm all for it. It's nice to see, but you'd want to see them taking care of business
3: Can uh, we see the you field. in an outfit like that oh. on, on the Fox Sports News deck?
1: You provide desk? it for me, and I'll do my best to get is it up there. Is that right? Well,
3: you've got I'm to, happy to dress you. it's not the offer, I'll do It's a pretty it.
1: tight ship around here, which okay. is just as well that I missed the boat, because um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I can't even get a beard on air, so it's uh, going to be interesting to see whether we right. can get some sort of fruity attire. Uh, sorted out Maybe so.
3: that's what Cam needs to do next Get a beard I Haven't well, seen him in a beard Have we? I no. don't know I think so.
2: Does
1: he have the ability to grow
2: the Stackman stubble? Ooh. We will see Doubtful The now challenge has been laid out Takes years of drinking scotch for that <laughs> From beautiful sights To rather shocking sights The Cardinals going down 33 to 18 Free falling To Ooh, the Buffalo yeah. Bills Nice harmonies there mm-hmm. Now, someone in this room had oh, this suggested to the... me
1: for a number of reasons
2: this. Yeah, well someone in here had suggested the Bills were gonna <clears throat> lose by seventy points this week and have their twin I coaches fight. Wonder who that was. Is this loss Lawrence. to the Bills by the
1: Arizona Cardinals? Is this for real? Is this crisis time in Arizona? Yeah, I'm. if you're them, you're panicking right now, aren't you? They're in all sorts. This is a team that came in thinking that they were legitimate Super Bowl contenders. They promptly really stunk it up to start the season. There's not a lot to like if you're an Arizona fan. No Rod Tidwell to drag <laughs> them out of the mire. Um, you would have thought that Buffalo Bills and Rex Ryan, that's a team you're going to knock over. Absolutely. And I'm absolutely livid that my prediction of Rex Ryan being the first coach to be sacked for this year. is in all sorts of trouble after they knocked over the cards. Uh, Yeah, I think they're in all sorts of trouble. I wouldn't speak
3: too soon there. I don't know. Is he that convincing? (laughs) It's the (laughs) type of
1: win that Rex Ryan gets and then
2: holds on for an extra four weeks until he can eke out another one. Get out of jail. You mentioned Rod Tidwell. They might need Rod Tidwell because what we thought was an absolutely explosive receiving call with guys like John Brown and Michael Floyd and JJ Nelson joining Larry the legend. Larry. They have been underperforming. Larry Fitzgerald has still been very strong. Behind him, it's been very disappointing. So mm. so the Cardinals, yeah, for me as well, I think there's... They're for real, they're it, for rods. It's three weeks into the for season, roads. but right now the panic is for real, but they do, need to, uh, they do need to shore up some things on both sides of the ball. For real or for rod, the Green Bay offense is back. For real. For real? You
3: don't put A.A. Ron Rodgers in a corner, baby.
2: Okay, 34 points stacked on in pretty quick time. His opening half performance particularly, uh, versatile in the targets he was hitting. Jordy Nelson looks like the ACL has grown back into a beautiful explosive (laughs) ligament. Uh, so you're thinking we're all aboard yeah. the Green Bay train yeah, going yeah. forward. Yeah,
3: I, I think it was a big up yours to all the people who were smacking him down. Relax. Honestly. I didn't yeah. see
1: this game, but was he doing that thing where he sort of scrambles around in the pocket and then pulls out an amazing pass, or was it actually a lot cleaner uh, clean in terms, terms of that. finding uh, his receivers uh, and his running backs? Because, you know, normally his brilliance will sort of keep them afloat. Yeah, yeah. At times there was the improvisational brilliance, mm, yeah, but,
2: but...
3: Overall it was a lot cleaner. There were a, yeah.
2: a lot more crisply executed plays. Yeah,
3: it was a lot more accurate. And uh, it was the Rodgers we're used to seeing, really. S-
2: still have an issue with some of the play calling because they got a head big and then they sit on this and go ultra-conservative. Mike McCarthy still seems to have a real lack for feel of game playing, or play calling uh, through game flow and really making sure that foot is firmly placed on the mm-hmm. throat, which you mm-hmm. should be able to do when you are... The Green Bay Packers, mm. and you get a message, and you get a message is. mid-time.
3: Who forgot to put in airplane mode? Oh, uh, no, uh, now
2: let's know fine. that
1: Laurie's—you know—he's a, a popular fine. sort of guy.
2: Would you guys say that you're disappointed in me, or uh, would you say I'm mad? Um, no,
1: <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Well,
2: Patty Stack, you're clearly mad at me, or mad at someone, or you're disappointed. Do you want to start us off? This? Is anybody? I, I
1: hate to say, I kind you? of, I kind of. I've blown this already. I've gone early. Uh, not for the first time. Um, the cards oh upset me significantly. Mm-hmm. I'm disappointed with them because, as I say, I feel like Rex Ryan, he might get sacked at some point. Was this... there a multi bet involved? So isn't... There was not. Do you know, uh, that's the other – I'm also disappointed. That's the other one in myself because um, mm-hmm. I was so confident, so confident that the Patriots were going to knock over the Texans. Um, really thought they were imposters and basically, as we've discussed previously um, – very Bill Belichick looking. is some sort oh, of footballing zombie who just trawls the earth, uh, eating people's brains. Um, <laughs> and I uh, figured that they were going to get knocked over. And I didn't do that. being in the big state in Perth. I didn't get the time zone sorted out, and I missed the window. Yeah. And did uh, they have sports betting in of 1983
2: over the internet? Oh mate, it's or,
1: called. Yeah. There's a reason it's two hours in the past over there. Yeah, they <laughs> the WA stands for Wait
2: a while. Now, Mel, you're oh. not mad, but you're disappointed in someone. Who are you disappointed in?
3: Um, I'm taking a, a page out of Pat Stack's book here. I'm disappointed in myself for not having <laughs> Terrell Pryor on my fantasy team. Why? Because he's the dual threat right now uh, in the defeat to Miami, only just Cleveland. Oof, um, poor Cleveland. Uh, the wide receiver, former quarterback, he played both positions. He's the real Julian Edelman story of this week. Um, 35 yards as a QB and a touchdown as a wide receiver. I'm going to put him down as a handy uh, fantasy value guy going forward. And it could be really important to the Cleveland Browns as well.
2: So while Stackey's disappointed in his bank account, Nah. I'm just disappointed Mel's the lack disappointed of in her fantasy team. how? While Terrell Plot- Pryor makes his name known around the NFL, I'm disappointed in Jalen Ramsey. This is a rookie oh. I was really, really hot on coming out of the Not draft. Just Not surprising, you. I think the world was. was on him. Would have loved to see operating kind of central field, wrecking ball, role. But what does he do against one of the great trash talkers of the modern history he of the NFL, Steve the Smith? Beast. He pokes the Raven. Oh. He says about Steve Smith, who is an all-time character and a you know, future Hall of Famer, that you know he's a good player, I guess, still, kind of, but I don't respect him as a man. After your team, Jacksonville <laughs> Jaguars, lose... Seriously
1: salty words, aren't third they? Third
2: game, three straight to start the season after you know, the all-hype offseason that was, the dark horse that has fallen limp on the first lap. Steve Smith responds in kind. In 5 to 10, you'll be retiring and they'll be taking my measurements for something you will never be, Hall of Famer. Oh, I got cleats with stronger thread than you. Jalen Ramsey, not mad. marks. There's three of them. I, I am disappointed that you think that you can step in in your rookie year as blue-chipper player as you are <laughs> and step up to the throne that is
1: Steve Smith when it comes to trash-talking. That talking. sort of trash-talk bickering is what is missing from Australian sport. It's magnificent. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed.
3: And with that, we move on to first down under. A look at the Aussies in the league and a little something extra as well we got in store. First up, Gottsis for the Broncos. Um, still not getting a good look at uh, some defensive line play time, but he did get his first tackles yeah. of the season. A few
2: short yeah. yardage He's line of devil. scrimmage stops Uh, getting in there and, and making his presence felt in the run game, which is what we thought might be the early role, but uh, Jared Crick and... And Derek Wolfe still performing at a really high level in front of him. So it's going to be a nice, smooth entry to the league as he, you know, I know the ACL is healed, but Mm -hmm. as we do know, players don't get back to full strength after an ACL tear for quite some time.
1: Mm -hmm. Brad Wing, the winger, he was outshone by his Washington counterpart, Tress Way. He busted out a little nice, cheeky, cheeky, fake punt. Cheeky, cheeky. Passing for 31 yards on fourth down. There
2: is some news on the rumor mill. I've been out there on the streets. Have you? Talking to NFL scouts. There's no NFL scouts on the corner. There is
3: no street. At the, the, well,
2: there's no mill either, yeah. St. Leonard's is a rather barren place at times. Right. <laughs> there's barely streets. There's barely mills. But what there is, a Cardinals punter Drew Butler, injured for a few weeks, which opens the door perhaps for friend of the show. Oh, boy. Tommy Hackett may get a look there. There were some rumors and links uh, between the Cardinals and Hackett mm-hmm. uh, previously in the off and preseason. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, if Tommy Hackett gets a call there, because if he does, he needs a shot.
3: And Drew Butler wasn't really um, calling for it even before their injuries. So, uh, I don't know, I think Tommy might have a real good look in, and, and if he does get in, maybe even keep it.
2: And touching base with Aussie free agents at the moment, the Browns, they had their new kicker, Cody Parkey, eating it big time oh, with oh. a late field goal miss to hammer, hammer home disappointment for the Browns. Are they paying the karma price for cutting Aussie Brad Craddock earlier this season? Don't
3: mess with Brad Craddock. Evidently.
2: Do do not cut Australians. No. Now, that wraps up how the Aussies... It's worse than the
3: Lena Dunham curse, really, isn't it?
2: The Lena
1: Dunham curse is one hell of a curse.
2: That's one that we're going to keep very close attention to over the rest of the season. Look, that wraps up the Aussies and how they performed in Week 3. But now we're going to jump across the ditch and touch base with New Zealand's own Paul Lasecki, fullback for the Chicago Bears, who joins us now. Paul, thank you very much for joining
0: us. Hey, how's it going? No worries, thanks. We're doing very
2: well. Look, it's a really interesting journey that you've had to the NFL. Uh, you went from rugby in New Zealand to getting an offer with BYU uh, on a rugby scholarship over there, and then the chance to play American football. How did that opportunity to transition come about?
0: Um, yeah, I, just, I came over to play rugby in things uh, School at the at University, and then um, the, the rugby team actually do their strength and conditioning with the, with the football coaches. And so, uh, you know, we were lifting and doing our strength um training there one day and uh the, the, head, the head strength coach kinda just said it for me, you know, maybe I should give uh football a go in the, the walk lines and try for coming up soon and um and uh, so yeah basically that's how I got rolling and went to the walk lines and ended up uh, making a team and then offering me a scholarship that first year and then um and then from there I kinda of done football and rugby until like, I kinda graduate and so that's, that's where it first started.
3: And obviously, lots of positions that you probably could have played going from rugby to American football. How did you land at the fullback position?
0: Honestly, um, well, it, it was probably the easiest position to learn. So, um, you know, you just kind of lead blocking for the for the running back, and uh, and and even at, at that point, um, you know, they were allowing me to carry the ball a little bit and act like a running back. Yeah. And so um, those those kind of were the two. I felt like the two easiest positions to learn. You know, there's not much thinking, there's not much, you know, route running, uh, which can which can kind of be really complex at times. And so, um, that's pretty much, you know, how the ball started rolling is that we were like, hey, fullback and, and running back seems like the, the easiest position that I could learn the fastest and and be able to contribute.
1: It's interesting you touched on the responsibility of handling the ball there. Did you find that quite ironic, coming from a background of rugby, where, you know, you'd be getting plenty of touches throughout the game? Where you are like, don't worry, mate. You know, we do this in New Zealand all the time. I've got this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, kind of. I mean, they, they place so much uh, emphasis on ball security. And, I mean, if, you know, like a knock-on in rugby, is uh, that's, that's a big deal. But, I mean, a, a knock-on, or they call it a fumble here and. And American football is is like game changing, you know. And so, um, I just had to kind of learn a little bit of the, the ball security, you know, just kind of ways ways not to knock the ball on or to, or to fumble it. And and uh, but yeah, for the most part, it, it, it was bread and butter, you know. Just kind of we we handle the ball in rugby. The shape of the ball is a little bit different in, in football, and so it's a little bit smaller. So um, those kind of things are a little bit different. But for the most part, I mean, you know, carrying the ball is kind of the same thing, you know.
3: Do you miss rugby? Like, do you get to do you get a chance at Chicago to throw around the Gilbert ever?
0: Yeah, a little bit. Eh? Um, yeah. occasionally, <laughs> you know, we I have rugby ball in the locker room, and so uh, you know we'll be passing around. Or even I mean, even if it's a football, you know, I practice and stuff. You know, I'll be flipping the ball around, and, and that'll cause cause a few questions from some of the boys. You know, oh, this is how you pass rugby ball. And I mean, I'm I'm kind of busy in what I'm doing now, so I mean, I don't think about it as much. But yeah. Definitely when, when, uh, you know, Super Rugby or when the All Blacks or whatever is playing, um, you know, kind of makes me miss it a
1: little bit. Yeah, the All Blacks aren't doing too well at the moment anyway, mate, so (laughs) I I wouldn't be too concerned. Particularly against Australia, they've had a tough tournament. I
0: was a little bit scared mentioning that on this
1: (laughs) (laughs) one. Don't worry, mate. We've had plenty of time to uh, come to grips with it. We're very very well versed in our mediocrity uh, at, at Rugby Union. That's why we like focusing on NFL. We're taking... Um, ourselves away Is to a, a, sp- another sport yeah. that oh, okay. you know, maybe we can probably enjoy a little bit more without the pain of being defeated by you yeah. But yeah. Um, can you just tell us though, because obviously it's sort of a, a sport or a career that you sort of stumbled into almost, and obviously not something that you probably planned to do when you went to a university on a rugby scholarship. Do you see yourself as a long-term NFL career sort of person, is that is that now a real hard focus for you or are you still pretty um, relaxed about it and does that almost help the fact that you can sort of, uh, I guess, take it with a grain of salt Yeah,
0: I did stumble into it I mean, you know, a few years back if you had asked me, you know, what, what my inspiration or what career path, I definitely wouldn't have said you know, the NFL, but I mean um, I do take it seriously, you know but at the same time, I'd love to say like, yeah, this is, this is going to mean my career for the next seven or ten years, you know but it's it's honestly it's a week by week um, it's, it's a week by week situation. And I'm completely honest. So um, you know, like as you know, I started out on the 53-man roster, but every week, um, you know, they make changes. You know, you can get activated from the practice squad, or you can get deactivated through the practice squad, or you could just get cut. You know, like cut cold-handed. So I mean, um, it is it is something that I take and I mean, uh, you know, I'm focusing on it to try and you know, make it as long as possible and uh, you know, there's there's been you know, I've talked with my agent you know, with coaches and and uh it's just something that, you know, I have to I have to approach it like every like every week, you know, I have to approach approach it with um with everything that I got and so I mean it's it's my career for right now obviously but how long it lasts is you know, that's that's kinda just up to the man upstairs and kinda and how how that goes. But um but it's definitely, I, I I consider it my career path right now. And you know, just approaching it, you know, like it's my last. because you know, there's, there's honestly no guarantees in this in this uh, in this business.
2: And so, I mean, you mentioned it's a week to week career almost, and it, that's the mindset you have. One of those weeks gives you an opportunity to carry the rock on Monday night football with the entire nation watching. What's the feeling there when you they call your number in a short yarded situation and go, "Righto, Paul, it's time for you to hammer this defensive front and get us that yard."
0: Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of another uh, role of a fullback is that in in, you know third and short situations, they want you to get a couple yards so that we can get our first down again. And so, but it's it's a nerve wracking feeling. Honestly, I mean, I I wouldn't say I'm as I wouldn't say I'm as completely comfortable as I am with you know rugby union. You know, like playing and then being slow and free flow and and just being able to play without play without thinking as much. Well, I mean, you know, I do play without thinking, but it's not as, you know, fluid, you know, first language to me as, as right beaters. So, I mean, when they do call my number, you know, on the sideline to go in and, and, and do the job, it's always kind of like a, a nerve wracking feeling. Um, but at the same time, it's really exciting, you know, and, and my mindset is like, okay, I'm going to I've really just got to do my job and kind of dominate the situation and whatever it is. Um, but it's just really kind of a fuzzy feeling, you know, when they call up my number and, and it's time to go.
1: Do you ever have that moment of almost irony where you think back to when you've maybe watched a bit of NFL as a rugby player and you think, how can these guys not get a yard or two yards at all they need for the first down? And then all of a sudden, you know, they're saying to you, obviously an elite athlete, we need you to get two yards. And you're like, man, God, how am I going to get
0: those two <laughs> yards? <laughs> yeah. No, it is, man. I mean, you know, when I grew up playing rugby, it's kind of, you know, you look at this sport like, come on, man. Like, really, you're just trying to get your yards." yard. But, I mean, <laughs> it is. It's, it's, it's it's the same thing on defense. They're trying to say like, you can't get this one yard, you know. And so it's it's and it's kind of a different, you know, like you know, one meter or one yard of rugby is kind of like you know, whatever, you know, like a pick and go. that will be kind of like a one yard uh, situation, but uh, it is, man. It's it's funny to think about getting every every yard. You think about like a good a good running back averages, you know, if he can average four yards a carry, he's a he's a real he's a top running back. Yeah. Four yards, I mean, you think about that, it's like, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> then at the same time you think about, like you think about, like, you know, the, the defences is just going to stop. You know, good defences are, are able to make the running doesn't get under four yards. And so, I mean, yeah, it, it is what it is. Every every inch every inch is hard to get in, in this sport, you know.
3: So, uh, Paul, we saw that he went to the Cardinals last year and he got released, didn't play, um, then signed to a futures contract with Chicago and onto the 53, uh, managed to get that game as we mentioned in week two before going onto the practice squad. How have you found Chicago though? Obviously that team is uh, they're struggling at the moment, but but what's the locker room been like?
0: Um, yeah, so yeah, I was going on year two. I was on the practice squad last year, and then uh, yeah, coming on to year two. I mean, it is. Just, I mean, it was a new coaching staff last year, and and I mean, obviously, you know, they call it a rebuilding year, but I mean, it's just. Man, it's tough. It's tough to win games in this league, man. I mean, yeah. it's, it's the top level, and you know, there's really, I mean, you have you have teams that aren't as good, but I mean, even those teams, it's still hard to get wins against. And so, um, 0-3, three, it is what it is. You know, I mean, we can't change that, and it's just, it's a really sucky feeling. I mean, uh, the vibe around the locker room, and you know, just uh, at our practice facilities, it's, it's, it's you know, no one no one wants to start the season 0 three, but I mean. Yeah game planning and, you know, trying to trying to, to bounce prepare back. For, um, yeah, for the Lions this week and so I mean that's, that's pretty much how it is. It's a tough situation and it's not fun to be in, but I mean, what can you do about it? You just try and prepare every week to try and get a W, so.
2: Well, that's what the feeling's been like in Chicago. But bringing it back to this part of the world, we know what the reaction was uh, from the sporting community, especially the media community, when Jared Hayne made his voyage over to the NFL. For yourself, uh, you yeah. know, an elite athlete. You grew up, you know, you played rugby with some huge names. We're talking guys like Twira Cobalo and Tim Nani Williams, uh, and and obviously a big yeah. deal back there. What's the response been like from back home uh, at your transition and success, uh, making it to the NFL? Yeah, um, yeah, no, it's,
0: it's been it's been awesome. On rugby, and, and support and um, you know, just kind of just 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 great, you know, support from from them and, and kind of cheering me on. You know, it's kind of a, the default, you know, Chicago Bears supporters and so. Um, no, it's been awesome the support, and I'm just you know getting random messages from different people, and and it's cool to kind of yeah. and even just young blogs, you know, just young people saying hey, like we play Gridiron over here, you know, how do we kind of get in the system over over in America? That's kind of what my dream is, and it's kind of like whoa, you know, it's uh, you kind of feel privileged that that these young people are just messaging me and kind of asking me how to get into it. And um, no, it's been nothing but you know nothing but love from them, which has been really cool.
1: Tell me about Town, baby, the windy city. What's it like? How does it compare to, uh, you know, uh, the land of the long white cloud?
0: <laughs> no, it's, it's cool, man. It's cool it on us. I mean, um, you know, at first it kinda, it, it, it's kind of it's definitely a different country to Utah. You know, it's a different state and, and different feeling. It, it's a, a bit more up-paced. But, I mean, uh, freaking winters are freezing over here. <laughs> but it's beautiful, though. Uh, the snow and all of that. Um, yeah, the city is amazing, man. Honestly, it's beautiful. Like, um, I don't know if you've seen pictures or anything of like, you know, just the downtown scene. Uh, you know, it's it's a really clean city, it's beautiful, massive, massive city. Um, yeah, it's, I've, I've grown to really kind of like this place, man. Although we, do, although I live out in the suburbs, it's kind of crusty, whatever. I mean, so we're like 30 minutes from downtown, but mm. it's kind of nice to be away from that. To be away from the craziness of downtown, but if I want to go there, it's only
1: half an hour drive. How hard is that attachment? Because you're saying it sounds like you're building a real bond with the city, um, and obviously,
0: yeah.
1: As we saw with the Cardinals' job security in the NFL, you know, I'm sure it's no secret. It's uh, it's not exactly the most secure sort of profession yeah. in the world. Is that hard to be, when you're building that sort of nice bond with the place? Yeah, yeah, a little
0: bit. I mean, I, I try not to think about it, although that's the reality of it. Uh, but it, yeah, it is. It is kind of hard to. Hey, this is like I'm calling. This is my temporary home, but then tomorrow it might not even be my home. So I mean, um, it, is, it can be hard, but I just try not to think about it. Eh?
3: We got some uh, rapid fire questions to uh, wrap it up with you, Paul. Um, if you just tell oh, us, okay. all right, the uh, the best and worst thing about Chicago. First up,
0: the best thing is um, I love their pizza, man. Ah, oh, that, 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 deep, dish. <laughs> <we go>. that <laughs> deep dish. That deep dish. I think I've had a bit too much of that stuff. <laughs> I've really learned, but. And the worst thing? Uh worst thing worst thing is probably uh, winter. I mean it just gets uh that's that's a that's a bad one. I mean because I, I like the winter, it looks pretty but it can be it can be really messy and annoying at times probably so <laughs> uh yeah, probably worse.
3: Well what about a favorite play, Paul? <laughs> what's your what's your go to in the playbook where you go, Oh yeah, I hope they call that one?
0: Oh, full size for sure, man. <laughs> <laughs> which is, which is, which is, yeah, I had one of those we had one of those against uh, it wasn't. was the Eagles. I loved my second game. I was a third and short, and I got the first down. I mean, when did I get the ball? I mean, that's always a fun thing.
2: Totally. All right, and last one. Rugby stubbies or NFL tights? What Ooh. do you prefer?
3: Hard question. Oh, rugby stub. <laughs> sure. I freaking
0: hate wearing... I, hate, I, still, hate the, I still hate the NFL <laughs> women.
1: That was emphatic. That's
2: a clear <laughs> answer there. Look, thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure, and we hope back onto the full roster, either with Chicago or someone soon, we very much hope to see you back out there uh, barnstorming through defenses oh, so and blowing up
0: blockers. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Kia Ora, uh, bro. <laughs> Kia Ora. <aura. laughs> all right, thanks, man.
3: And we move on to the headlines we're going to see in week four of the NFL. Extra, extra, read all about it. This is what I've got. The Colts and Jags. in London! London, yeah, they're going overseas. And an interesting story about the Colts.
2: Yeah, look, Andrew Luck's going to return to a, some not home soil, but his <laughs> former soil, uh, a man that spent plenty of time in England growing mm. up in his youth, mm-hmm. uh, part of big football family that spent some time over there. The well-educated, well-read Andrew Luck returning to the gentlemanly country. Mm. Of England, I think he celebrates this against what's been a hapless Jags. But what do you see from this game, Mel?
3: I think we'll be popping pop Popping bottles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the Jags are going to bounce back big. And old luck, old boy is going to have to hang out with his old bam.
1: Right, yeah. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what's going to be the headline. Lena Dunham curse lifted as Odell Beckham Jr. absolutely tortures the Vikings in Minnesota. Wow! Offensive line stand up, defensive line of the Minnesota Vikings Wait. be damned.
3: So as quick as we've created the Lena Dunham curse, we have. Hey, it's be- been
1: a slow burn for three weeks, but Odell Beckham, I feel like he's up. He's ready. He's going to take down uh, one of the you know forefront members of female uh, media in the United States. He's ready. To lift the curse.
2: Be very excited to see who the next victim to the Dunham curse is. Look at her, okay. My headline to finish, a week after breaking out with a breakout performance in the NFL, Ezekiel Elliott hurdled one next week. Mm. Week four against the San Francisco 49ers, a triple jump into a high jump over the line of scrimmage for a touchdown. That's just ridiculous.
3: The Olympics are over.
2: More entertaining than Rio 2016 in its entirety. Mm. Mel. That yeah. wraps us up.
3: It does for week three. So sad. But we have so much to look forward to as well. So uh, turn that frown upside down. We have some more banter like this to look forward to as well. Hashtag hardcount if you want to get on board with that on the Twitters, on the Facebooks, on the other things that people use. And the and, social uh, media
1: machines. Yep. Yep.
3: Yep. Yep. Uh, at hardcountfox if you want to hit us up with any suggestions, questions. Just
2: Constructive or destructive criticism?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You All can, welcome. Yep, throw it our way. And, of course, you can catch our personal accounts, too, at Laurie Horesh for the big man, and at Pat Stack, Fox, yep. for uh, the guy with the beard, and myself, <laughs> at Melanie Tinyashki. Um Ask me if you want to spell it right. That's fine. Um, but beyond that, we'll see you next week. Peace out.
2: We're done.